Welcome to the Professional DNA Podcast. Hi, my name is Tarika Wheeler, your career and work-life strategist, project management leader, speaker, and the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, a career development and consulting company. It is my mission to help high-achieving professionals just like you discover their defined natural abilities to succeed, navigate the workplace, make more money, and do so without sacrificing your work-life harmony. Here's the thing. Each week, we will have real conversations, and I'm going to share practical strategies that you could use to help level up in your career, no matter where you are in your professional journey. So let's get this thing started so you can use what you got to get what you want. And what are you going to use? Your professional DNA, your defined natural abilities to succeed. You guys ready? Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. And this, of course, is going to be another exciting conversation because I truly believe that even though we've got some crazy economic times right now, we're in the midst of a recession. If you are watching any major network news station and listening to what economists have to say, they're really concerned about where things are going. And quite frankly, a lot of economists are predicting that we are not heading to great times or improved times, you know, anytime soon. That being said, and it sounds like a complete opposite and almost like an oxymoron of some type, the job market is actually not that bad. There are millions of opportunities that are out there, but I think one of the things we have to do as professionals and especially as high achieving professionals is be particularly careful and aware of the skills that are needed in order to advance in 2023 and beyond. So companies and organizations, you know, they too, just like we're navigating at home and trying to figure out everything from groceries to kids and their activities and after school programs to the things that we do to take care of ourselves every single day. Maybe you have gym memberships or all types of things. The cost of everything, guys, is just out of control. It's, it's, it's going a little bit overboard. But just as we're thinking about that as individuals, companies and organizations are also looking at it as well. I mean, the cost of doing business is definitely increasing. The cost of supplies, the market looks different. The way that they're engaging with their stakeholders and their business partners, it's just different. And with that difference comes a need for new skills, comes with a need for enhanced skills. As technology advances, right, as if you just take a look at any blog, <laughs> any article these days that's talking about the advancements in the workforce, technology is a part of it. The technological advances that are happening are just insane. And AI or artificial intelligence is definitely a part of that. And so as technology continues to advance, that means the human advancements have to happen as well. AKA, we got to step it up, guys. AKA, we have to increase our skills or we have to upskill or reskill in particular areas so that you can continue to bring a certain level of value to your organization or company. It doesn't mean that you're not doing a good job. It doesn't mean that you're not performing well. What it means is, is that the skills that you have right now are at risk for becoming extinct, irrelevant, or replaced, to be honest with you, with other 
types of technology. And that's just the reality of it. So it's not to scare you. <laughs> it's not to scare you at all. It is to encourage you to go get your notebook and get your pen, because what we're going to talk about in today's episode are some of the top skills that I believe that you need in order to advance in 2023 and beyond. 2023, 2024, 2025, and then after the next three years, we'll see. <laughs> but I definitely, just as you look at the various different trends and the needs of companies and organizations as they too are navigating this new world, there are things that we have to do as professionals from a skills perspective to really make sure that we are consistently demonstrating our value and we know how to articulate that value as well, because I think they both go hand in hand. So that's what we're going to dig into, into today. And I'm going to give you, oh, probably about six or so skills that I really want you to think about and hone in on. If you already possess these skills, amazing. If you are aware of these skills, maybe if you started to scratch the surface, it's time to dig deeper. And if you have not heard of these skills at all, this is an opportunity for you to really do an internal assessment of your skills and say, okay, here's what I have. Here's what I need and what am I going to do in the next three to six months in order to really achieve those skills or at least begin to like crack open the seal on those skills so that you can continue to be a valuable asset within the company and organization that you're working with it. Now you may say, well, Tarika, I hear you, but I'm on my way out. I actually am developing an exit strategy. I'm looking to transition out of my nine to five and go more into consulting or going to entrepreneurship. That's fine. But these skills are going to prove themselves to be valuable no matter what industry, sector, or type of work, and you can't see my air quotes, but work that you are doing. So if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a business owner, if you're a consultant, you're going to find these types of skills are going to be ones that are still going to serve you well, your business well, and your clients well. So this episode is for everyone, no matter where you are, what level you are in, in your career. You guys ready to jump in? You ready? Get your notebook. All right, let's do it. So I want to start with the first one, which is adaptability. Adaptability is huge. We are in this moment, this season that I feel like we've been sitting in since 2020 of change. And adaptability is a soft skill that really allows you to adapt to change, not only just in the workplace, but just in general in life that you are able to be agile and move and have that kind of flexibility and pliability in the way that you respond to incidences that are occurring, the way that you can shift gears or pivot quickly because there's been a new change or a new requirement that's happened. I will tell you, for some people, adaptability and change is hard. They like to do it their way. This is the way they've always known it to be. And anytime there is a deviation from it, it's a struggle, like fire alarm. I can't take it. What am I supposed to do? If we're going to be in a position to advance in this year and beyond, you really have to be in a position that you are adaptable. And your company and organization needs to see that when change occurs, right, if there's a change initiative that's being rolled out across the company, that you are able to be a part of that change, embrace that change, and adapt your position and your task and your skills to that change. When there's a resistance, right, that's there, you are showing and demonstrating that you are not as adaptable. 
A good example of this is say there's a new platform or technology that's being introduced into your division or to your department. And perhaps you've done this process manually for years and you've got it down packed manually, but now they're saying, mm, we have a new software, a new platform that we're going to bring in. It's going to streamline all of these processes and you no longer have to do this manually. You have to be adaptable enough to say, okay, I know that this is what I'm comfortable with doing, but here is a new way that is going to bring value because it's going to streamline our processes, make us more efficient and hopefully more effective. I need to embrace and adapt this change. Not push back and say, I don't want to learn the new software. I don't want to learn the new technology. I'm not going to the training. This is the way we've always done it. That is showing that you are not adaptable. It is also diminishing the value that you have in that company. Okay, so that's the first one is adaptability, and it's really important. It's a soft skill that is really needed, and many, many companies are looking for it because there is so much change that's happening. That's number one. You guys ready for number two? Number two is also very important, and it's it's the skill of collaboration. Now, in its simplest form, collaboration is essentially working together, right? Whether it's individuals, it's teams, what have you, that are coming together to collaborate. But in reality, collaboration is not always easy. If you definitely take a look at where we are right now, where you have both in-person teams, you have virtual teams, you have hybrid teams, trying to figure out what collaboration looks like and feels like across those different types of teams can be difficult, but it's so needed. Companies and organizations need to know that from leaders all the way down to, say, kind of support staff, that there is the ability to collaborate and work across teams, work across divisions or work streams in order to meet any particular goal. I will tell you, you know, as a leader of my, myself and the teams that I, I work with, collaboration is huge. And I've even had to shift sometimes the way I talk about collaboration because it just kind of goes over people and they over, they kind of oversimplify it and not understand the importance and the significance of why you have to collaborate. That what someone is doing in team A, it might not be dependent on what's happening in team B, but there is benefit in collaborating together so that team A and team B can support one another and get to the same goal, but perhaps get to the same goal with a more innovative and creative outcome, Right? Simply, simply said, let me bring it together. Let me just bring it together. You guys have been saying, okay, Tariqa, collaboration, we get it. I need you to understand that you don't necessarily have to like the people that you work with. There is nothing in the rule book that says, I have to like you. We have to have fun. We have to kick it. We have to go to happy hours. We have to engage with each other beyond work. What I am saying is that you as a professional have to know how you can professionally collaborate with individuals within your company or organization or team, whether if you like them or not, in order for you to get a common goal done and get it done in the most efficient, effective, and streamlined way. And companies are looking for that. They're not looking for the lone ranger who wants to stay off to the side because they can't work with anyone or they're seen to be difficult to work with. Or when they do work with someone, they don't pull their weight and they are not being a contributing partner or member of a collaborative team. So collaboration is something that is very much desired. And I think a lot of times is taken for granted as one of the top skills that we need. 
If you are looking to advance in your career, if you are even looking to advance in your business or in your consulting, you have got to know how to collaborate with individuals and to collaborate with them in ways that are going to yield the results that are going to bring value. Again, I'm going to push value. You're going to hear that from me probably in almost every episode that you are actually pushing and driving forward value for your company. So collaboration is number two. Okay, you guys ready for number three? Number three is one that out of all that I'm going to share with you today is probably my favorite, and that's self-motivation. Especially now that we have these virtual teams and so many companies still have individuals that are working from home or remotely, you have got to be self-motivated, meaning that you can be successful and achieve the goals and your expectations that are set upon you with little oversight. Self-motivation is key to your ability to be productive. If you are not self-motivated to get the job done, an entire workday could pass you by. You could look up and say, what did I do today? <laughs> Have you guys had those days before where you feel like I'm working, I'm doing, but honestly, I'm not really getting much done and I haven't been very productive, but it's because you're not necessarily internally motivated. So self-motivation is absolutely key. And honestly, it's challenging to be motivated to do something that you don't like. So if you are not operating in a career that you like, right? I, I've said before on other episodes, I'll say this to you again, I want you to do what you love so you can love what you do. Because what will happen is that you're going to get into some tough times. You're going to get into times where, you know, it's it's challenging. There's a task that's before the team or there's a task that's before you that you don't want to do, or maybe it's just really difficult. And if you don't have self-motivation, it's going to be a bit of a struggle for you to push through that, especially if it's, you're working in a company or in a team or in a field that you actually don't genuinely like. So it's important. And this is an opportunity as you're thinking about the skills that you're going to have to learn or reskill a little bit, tune them up a little bit in this current year, I want you to also think about, are you in the right place? Are you in the right company? Are you in the right industry? Are you in the right position? Are you self-motivated? If you are not, then that is also something for you to look at so that you can step into that skill. But it's very difficult to do if you're not in the right place. So being in the right role in the right career, that's another episode. It's coming up. We'll talk about it soon. If this is where, where you need to continue to be or if it's time to transition and what does career transition look like. But self-motivation is something that's very important. Okay. We're rocking and moving. This episode is not going to be that long. I want to get you these top skills and then I want you to have a homework assignment. And I'll give that to you at the end so that you can go through and do an assessment and really see what you need to do in order to onboard these skills into your own kind of career toolbox, if you will. Okay. So the next one is, is big. And you guys hear me talk about quotes. If you've been listening to the Professional DNA podcast, you know that I love quotes. I think that they are just sometimes just absolutely ingenious for the things that people say. And actually this quote is from one of the quote unquote, known geniuses that many of us um, learn about in school, have learned about in school and have heard about uh, over and over and over in time again of just being this like 
super, super smart, um, incredibly intelligent being, and that's Albert Einstein. And the quote that he that he says, which I or that he said that I really like and that connects to this fourth skill that I believe that you have to have as we're looking to advance in your career in 2023 is that he says, we cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. We cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. Number four, guys, is creative and complex problem solving. Creative and complex problem solving. Notice I didn't just say problem solving skills because problem solving skills, believe it or not, start as early as elementary school. You've been doing problem solving since you were probably in about the third or fifth grade. You actually had entire sections in your math classes probably that were all around problem solving. You guys remember that? I know, PTSD for me because math is not my friend, <laughs> but that's okay. When I say creative and complex problem solving, I mean that we have very complex challenges that we are faced with in our careers and in our industries and then in the companies that we work with. And what employers are looking for is individuals that can be solution generators, individuals that can truly be creative and truly look at the complexity of any particular problem or challenge and bring forth and contribute an actual solution, right? Contribute a valuable and creative solution. And so I want to talk a little bit about kind of a, a three-step thought if you're going to bring on this new skill set of being a creative and complex problem solver. Number one is that you have to be able to identify and even notice that there is a problem. One of the things that employers today really, really want to see is that you can actually identify a problem before the problem makes it to them. I can tell you as a leader, as a director, I want my team to bring it to me before the problem becomes a problem, right? Like before it actually is going to be an issue or a challenge for the client. I want to know like right now, like you guys can bring it to me. You've identified it. You've been monitoring and, and making sure that we've got this top of mind and you are thinking about what the problem is. Can I identify it? Can I notice it? And then come to me with this design solution. Come to me with a designed solution, something that you have thought through carefully, critically. You've brought some creative thinking to it. It's this complex situation. I want you to have designed a couple of solutions for it. Being a solution generator is another way that you are contributing value. Just bringing the problem forth to say, hey, Tariqa, we have a problem without a solution to it is not helpful without even thinking through what a potential solution could be is not helpful, right? So I want you to go through that process of identifying and even noticing that there's a, a challenge, there's an issue, there's a potential problem that's brewing. Put some thinking to, some critical and analytical thinking to what could potentially be a solution and generate multiple solutions for consideration and to kind of design how you might even go about implementing that solution, right? And then the third step of that is actual strategic implementation. The problems of today that's happening in companies 
and organizations around this country are not like one step fixes. It's typically not like the light switch fix. There are usually multiple steps because there's multiple layers of that particular complex challenge or problem. So that means you're going to have to develop an implementation strategy of how are we actually going to address this challenge, this problem with the creative and solution that I've put together, right? So creative and complex problem solving is important. It's key. It is something that is so valued. There are positions within companies that literally that's what they focus on. There are solution engineers in some companies that literally it's like, here's this technological challenge and issue. And we have engineers that their whole role and job is to build solutions around fixing it. So we're going to take a quick little break and then we're going to come back to the second half of our skills that I want you to have in 2023. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back and we're talking about the top skills that you need to advance in 2023. So we've talked about adaptability, collaboration, self-motivation, and we ended our first part of our conversation talking about creative and complex problem solving. So I want to go into these next few, but before I do, I want to share with you um, a little bit from a, a survey that McKinsey and Company, which I love. I don't know if you guys are familiar with McKinsey and Company, but they do some incredible research, but they also have these pretty amazing fellowship programs. And if you are interested in uh, really advancing in, in leadership and in, in your company is looking to grow you. They're looking to develop you and really position you for higher levels of management or leadership within the organization. Looking into uh, McKinsey is something that I encourage you to do. I, actually, it's something that I've explored uh, several times and, and, and I'm looking into for this year. So I encourage you to do so. But they do a lot of great research and especially in the workplace arena. And so the McKinsey and Company Global Survey, and um, I believe in, in 2020, actually found that nearly nine in 10 executives and managers say that their organizations either face skill gaps already right now, or they expect these gaps to develop in the next five years. And the fact that companies are already thinking in that way lets you know that there's opportunity. If they're already thinking about the gaps that they are seeing and the gaps that they are forecasting to come, that means for you as an employee, you have opportunity, right? Even with the major tech company layoffs, uh, furloughs, all types of things that have been happening, you know, over the first last few months, I would say of 2022 and first few months now, here we are in 2023, this is still an employee market. This is still an opportunity for you to create and design the career that you want and to really pursue opportunities that are going to help you really shine and leverage the skills that you have. So with the right skills, you can really continue to set your own path. You can really continue to advance in your career and along this professional journey, but you have to do so strategically and you have to be in touch with what your company actually needs. What value can you actually bring to the table and what are the skill sets that they are going to see the most value in? And so I believe that some of the ones that we're talking about today 
are ones that you really need to dig deeper into and explore and make sure that you have them as a part of your kind of career skill set toolbox, if you will, and that if you don't, you start to think about ways to onboard these skills so that you do have them and you make yourself more valuable and you also make yourself promotable within your company. All right, guys, I wanted to share that little piece with you. Let's jump into these other skills that I believe are super important for you to have in 2023 and beyond. So the next one is another one that I I really connect to with directly. It's one that I think is incredibly important to understand and to know the power of this particular skill set. And that's the skill set of leadership and social influence. Companies are not just looking for managers and directors. Those are titles, right? Those are titles, those are labor categories, those are position descriptions. You call it whatever you want. What they are looking for are leaders and leaders who can have a strategy, can have a vision that can take the goals and the maybe strategic plan of the company and really put forth a plan of how those that work with them are going to accomplish that work. And then they're able to have an incredible amount of influence with those that work with them. And they now have a desire to not only work with them, but to also pursue the same goal and the vision that that leader has. Leadership skills and social influence skills are probably in the top three that are needed. If you are going to be in a position of leadership, if you're going to be in a decision-making role within a company or organization, especially in these changing times, you know, we talked about adaptability at the beginning of this episode, leaders definitely have to be adaptable, but they also have to be able to adapt and then get others to adapt, which is where the social influence comes in. Let's say if we have a major shift and change that's happening in the company. And perhaps as a leader, you know, the change gets rolled out at the top first. And then you're responsible for making sure that your team or your division or your department is going to also now adopt this new change. And you have a certain time frame in which everyone's got to transition over or migrate over, whatever it may be you're in a position to actually not just tell people what to do. You're in a position to get people to understand why are we doing it, the benefits of why we need to do it, how we're going to do it, and influence them in a way that they are willing to become a willing adopter of this change. There is nothing worse than switching people or changing people into something new that they're just doing because you told them to. There's nothing worse because you're not going to get the same level of performance if you than you would have gotten if you actually were doing it from a place of influence and they were actually behind you and they believe that they were supposed to do something. They understand why they need to do it and they have adopted it as their new practice versus just doing what they're told to do. There is a significant difference. I have seen just within the workforce Um, sometimes within my own teams, but just, you know, other colleagues that have shared that there's a significant difference in the performance of their employees when they adopt something because they believe in it and they're connected to it and they understand it versus they are simply responding to a request to do something because they were told to do it, but they don't actually believe that that's the right thing to do, or they don't understand why do we have to do it this way? So you begin to get, why do we have to do it this way performance instead of getting performance that screams, we understand we're behind it, we're with you. 
I don't know about you, but as a leader, I want the, we understand we're behind you, we're with you performance and not the, I'm doing this because I was told to performance. Because out of that, you don't get innovation. Out of that, you don't get high level performance. You don't get value driven performance. Out of that, you don't get the creative ideas that could come out of how do we make this process even more efficient. So yes, it's new, but even in it being new, I've found or have explored some ways that we can even make this more efficient for our clients or for the bottom line. The opposite side of that is, I told them this wasn't gonna work. I, to, I, I Yep, they said that we had to do it, so I'm doing it, but I, it's like four different things that are wrong with it. And I'm not saying anything because they shouldn't have told us to do it this way. But the person is still doing what they were asked to do. Do you see the difference? But when you have the skill set of leadership and social influence, you're in a position to help guide that thinking and change and influence your mind, the mindset of your employees, the mindsets of your team members, the mindset of your middle level management that needs to work with you in order to roll out this new change. Companies are literally starving for those who have strong leadership skills and strong social influence skills. They are looking for those who can build up a community within a community, right? Like a community within a company a culture within a company and a culture that is willing to be agile and adaptable and have leaders at the head of those divisions and those departments that are going to help them accomplish common goals, right? Help them accomplish common strategies or common strategic plans across the company without resistance, without resistance. And they're looking for leaders to help them do that. Is that you? You may say, oh, okay, well, I mean, I'm a manager and I'm a director and I can manage and direct the work and I can delegate some tasks and check the work of my team. That's great. And if that's you and you're there, that's great. But if you want to elevate to a leader, then you have to be in a position to where you have leadership skills and you have the ability to influence. That's what's needed in 2023 and beyond. Okay. All right, the next one that I want to talk with you about is, and it's it's the last one that we're gonna we're gonna dig into, but it's one that I know is difficult. It's one that I know touches on kind of mind, body, and soul and our mental capacity to deal with work. And that's resilience and grit. Resilience and grit is 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 hard. It's hard. Who wants to come to work and have to feel like you gotta be resilient all the time and you have to have your guard up all the time and you know you're worried about what's coming from the left and what's coming from the right but again in this day and time the resilience and grit is needed because the world is changing the economy is changing the workforce is changing you can't survive in today's workforce especially as a hygiene professional that is looking to advance consistently in their career and go higher and higher you will not survive if you do not have resiliency and grit Here's the thing that we have to understand. No one is coming to rescue us. Like no one's coming to rescue you. You have to be in a position where you know what you need. You know how to take care of yourself when it comes to your career. And you know how to exit stage left when your career no longer serves you or that position no longer serves you. Maybe you've outgrown that position, whatever it may be, but no one is coming 
to save you. In these times that are ever changing and getting tougher and tougher, your skills now more than ever are going to be so important. And especially because you're going to have times where your skills may feel irrelevant. You're going to have times where you feel like your skills no longer seem to reign as strong and true as they used to. But that's where resilience and grit comes in. Because when that shift and that change comes, you have to be able to take a deep breath and say, okay, I can get through this. I need to maybe upskill or reskill in this area. Or I'm going to have to learn a brand new skill altogether if I'm still going to work in this team, if I'm still going to work in this environment. Resilience and grit is is not only a a work skill that's needed, I believe it's a life skill that's needed. It's something that we take for granted and we don't necessarily call upon and try to find it within ourselves until it's too late. Until we've hit these times in life where we're trying to call upon this resilience and grit that we haven't been building over time. Resilience and grit is something that you have to build and it has to do with your level of confidence in yourself. It has to do with your ability to kind of not only motivate, but empower yourself so that you don't feel the lack. You don't feel like when times get tough, I don't have anywhere to pull from. Organizations are looking for individuals that have a bit of a fight in them. You know, I think about with my my kids and every single one of them, you guys know, you guys have been listening to the podcast. Um, our kids have done sports or some type of high levels of activity and a lot of times you'll hear uh, coaches or, you know, parents will say, oh my gosh, you know, you know he's got a, he's got a dog in him or, you know, she's, she's, she is, she's, she's got it. She's got a little bit of a, just a little bit of grit to her. She walks different, moves different. You know, there's something different about that kid. You in your career need to have like that little pocket of you that you move differently, that there's a little bit of a dog in a fight in you so that when these tough and challenging times come, you don't crumble. You don't falter. You can kind of go down and dig into that bag and pull yourself up and have that sense of resiliency and grit to push through when times get tough. When times get challenging in companies, they want to be able to bring the minds together that have resiliency and grit, not bring the minds together that are feeble and ready to fall because, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? I'll never forget um, in 2020 when the pandemic hit, there was a lot going on uh, within my, my, my company and in particularly with the client that we we're working with. And we just didn't know what was going to happen. We just did not know. Day to day, week to week, we did not know what was going to happen. And it was, you know, do we have what we need in order for everyone on our team to still have a job or when at the onset of a pandemic and within less than 30 days, are we going to tell people that they don't have a job? And in that moment in time, absolutely. I, I, I could have had a different mindset around it, right? My colleague and I could have just really had just faltered and just gave up and just fell and said, we don't know what to do and throw our arms up and say, oh my gosh, like it's over and we're so sorry. And what we did was the exact opposite of that. There was a sense of resiliency and grit to say, we are going to sit here and figure out a plan. We are going to figure out a plan as best as we can with what we have to make this thing work. And then on top of that, 
we are going to work even harder. We go back into that problem solving perspective and we're going to think about how do we really solve for this very complex issue, right? And what creative things can we put forth? Had we not had that resiliency and grit as leaders, we would have not only let ourselves down, but we would have let down individuals that look to us as leaders. We would have let down individuals who thought everything was going to be okay. We would let them down if we were just giving up. And so we have, and I'm not, and I'm not saying just because you have resiliency and grit that everything is going to go right. and It's going to go perfect. What I'm saying is, is that you don't go down without a fight and that companies and organizations are looking for leaders who don't go down without a fight, right? We don't have to sink. We don't have to falter. We don't have to go down. Sometimes you do when it's just inevitable and it is what it is, but more oftentimes than not, you have the opportunity to really pull yourself up with the resiliency and grit that you have as a valued skill set and to push forward and develop solutions and ideas to get something to another level so that it does not falter and fall. Resiliency and grit is needed. It's needed in today's corporations. It's needed in today's government. It's needed in today's families. It's needed. There's so many challenging things that are going on right now in the world that if we don't have resiliency and grit, we're going to find the bottom just falling out from underneath us. And so I encourage you to really think about that, not just for your career, but for yourself. And you may say, okay, Tarika, I hear you, but how in the world do I build resiliency and grit? Like, do I need to get in the weight room? Like, <laughs> like what do I need to do? Not exactly, unless that's your choice. That's, but that's not exactly it. It really does start with an internal assessment of how confident are you? How are you affirming yourself? What are the beliefs that are in your subconscious mind that you tell yourself every single day? Do you tell yourself, I hope I can, I think I can, or do you tell yourself, I will, I know I can? What, do, what, are, what are the thoughts that you have with self? Because it's inside is where the resiliency and the grit is developed and maintained and strengthened. It's the inside, it's nothing outside. There's nothing you can't, this is, this is not the quick fix. There's nothing you can go drink today or take a pill for resiliency and grit. It didn't work that way. Believe me, if there was, everybody would be, it'd be like off the this, this shelf and sold out because, but it doesn't exist. This is something you have to do the work for yourself. You actually have to look internally and inside and start to build that internal resilience and that internal grit so that when the tough times come, you are ready to deal with them. Okay, you are ready to deal with them. You have to learn to build your confidence and you have to learn to build confidence that's sustainable. So not just building it for in the moment. And I think a lot of times we, you know, we read a quote or we read some affirmations and we have confidence for like 30 seconds and then it goes away. But you have to believe what you're reading. And that's why I actually am a huge proponent of like writing your own affirmations. It's great to read affirmations. And actually, if you sign up for my Achiever community, every single Monday, I sing, send affirmations for the week, right? You get an email from me every Monday. It you know, has a particular topic, but I am giving you affirmations for the week. If you are not signed up for my Achiever community, you can do so in the show notes. Um, and it's a great opportunity. We engage throughout the week and I provide professional and personal development resources. We talk about the podcast, of course. So if you missed an episode, I'll send you a little reminder and what that's going on. 
And then definitely the affirmations on Mondays. But here's the thing. That's just like one step. You have to believe those affirmations. You have to internalize them to be your own. And when you cannot, then guess what? I want you to take it to the next level and write your own affirmations. Speak to yourself. Talk to yourself nicely. Empower, encourage, and motivate yourself internally. That's what's going to build that resiliency and that grit that you really need. Okay? You have to build the confidence so that you can actually begin to pursue and design what you actually want. Right? You want to have that resiliency and grit so you can actually push through the tough times and pursue and design what you actually want in life, in your career, in your home, whatever it may be. So those are that that one for me, that skill is really important. Like I said, I, I know. All of them, all of them are important. Don't get me wrong. Every single last one of them are ones that will serve you well as you're looking to advance in 2023. Whether if you're looking to advance in your nine to five job, in your career, you're looking to advance as an entrepreneur, business owner, as an organization, you're looking to just advance as a human and just in life. They're all going to serve you well. But problem solving and resiliency and grit are like top tier. They're top tier. But believe me when I tell you, they are also two of the most challenging ones to really build up because it takes time for us to sit with self and for self to be willing to recalibrate a little bit internally, recalibrate a little bit internally and think differently about how you affirm and build up your own self-confidence. So guys, those are the, those are the things, those are the skills, those are the top skills that I feel that you need in this, this new year in 2023 and beyond to really advance, right? To really advance in whatever areas of your life that you're looking to experience growth. And I know you can do it. I know you can do it. So here's your homework. Here's your homework. You guys ready? Hope you still got your notebooks out. If you're on the treadmill, you're in the car, you're listening, that's okay. Just come back to this moment and remember that you got to go back and listen to the homework again so you can do it. I want you to take time to take an inventory of your current skills, both your soft skills and your technical skills. What are the things that you know that you know that you know that you know that you are very good at and they are a part of your skill set toolbox? You can pull upon those skills to do your job. You can pull upon those skills to support others. You can pull upon those skills within your home, whatever it may be. I want you to write those skills down. This exercise in itself should build your confidence because it you'll be like, man, yeah, I can do that. Oh, I do know how to do that. Sometimes we have skills that we haven't used in so long, we don't even know we have them. So I want you to think about your, your soft skills and your technical skills. I want you to write those things down. And then I want you, and I do this with my clients. I ask them to do the same. And I do this with those that I mentor as well. So if you're listening and you're a client um, or you're one of my mentees, you already have done this before, but if you need to do it again, you go right ahead, okay? The second part of that is that I want you to think about the gaps. You know, what are the areas, what are the skills that you do not possess right now, but you know you need them? You could start right here with the skills that we went over today, right? We went through six today. You can start right there. But what are other skills? What are things that you find that they come up at work and you just feel like, oh, I I cannot. I, I thought I had the skills to do this, but I just don't know what I'm doing. What are those, what are those gaps? Okay. And then you can do this kind of in columns, 
So first is kind of what are all your skills? Take an inventory of that. Second column is what are your gaps? The third column is what things can you do in the next 30, 60, and 90 days to begin to bridge those gaps? What can you do to start to work on those areas where you need to improve your skills or you just need to bring new skills on altogether? in the next 30, 60, and 90 days. You may say, Tarika, oh my gosh, some of these skills are going to take me a whole year. That's fine. I don't want you to focus on those skills yet. I want you to focus on the skills that you can either strengthen or gain within the next 30, 60, to 90 days because this is a repeatable process. Every quarter, I want you to go back to this assignment and I want you to continue to take inventory of your skills. As that skill list grows, that should encourage you and empower you and excite you that you are adding to that skills list. And then that other list of skills where maybe there's a gap, it's either going to shrink or quite frankly, it might even continue to grow. And that's not a bad thing because we should always be in a consistent state of learning. And there may be additional skills that you want to add to that list. And then I want you to use the 30, 60, 90 day markers to help you in a more feasible and manageable way, work through adding on or improving your skills. Skills development is key. Learning new skills is key, especially if you want to advance in your career or in life. And I know you can do it. All right, so that's your assignment. Guys, you know how I feel about you. You know how I feel about you. You have everything, absolutely everything inside of you to be in your, your best and unique self. And that's your professional DNA. That's your defined natural abilities to succeed. These skills, a lot of these skills that you have, they're right there inside of you already. Leverage them, utilize them to be your best and unique self, to position yourself for advancement, to position yourself for promotion, to position yourself to be more visible and more valuable in your organization or company. But you got to see it for yourself. Okay, guys, until next time, I'll talk to you next episode. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Professional DNA Podcast. Don't forget, guys, sharing is caring. Be sure to share this episode with a colleague, a friend, or just the random person that you see next to you after you finish listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to write a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more information about career strategies, resources, info about trainings, upcoming events, etc, 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 please be sure to sign up for the Achiever newsletter for high achieving professionals just like you. The link's in the show notes. Until next week, don't forget guys, you have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. And what is that? Your professional DNA. See you later.